Thank you for listening to the Love Your Bod Pod. Before we dive in, just my usual disclaimer that this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and does not substitute individual, professional, medical, or mental health advice. Hello and welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. I'm your host, Karen Safeli. I'm a certified holistic health coach and I help men and women, all humans, take their time, money, energy, and brain space back from diet culture and disordered eating so they can live amazing lives that they love. And eating can be easy and fun and pleasurable and they can feel confident and comfortable in their here and now body. And this podcast episode is going live two days after my 31st birthday and holy bananas it feels like I blinked and a whole year went by and in a lot of ways it's hard to believe that I'm actually in my 30s I still kind of feel 25 in a lot of ways even though so much has gone by in the last six years but even in the last year um I feel like I have so much that I could like share about life and what my friends call birthday wisdom Um, But I'll save that for another episode, another day, because this isn't about me today. Today's episode is about diet culture, and I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like it's kind of been a long time coming, and it's come out of client sessions. So working with my one-on-one clients. Uh, Also, side note, a couple of you have DM'd me recently asking about how you can work with me. Uh, You just go to my website, karaskitchen.net. On the menu bar, there's a tab that says work with me and you can fill out an application that's right there on the site and then I will read it and if I think that I can help you and I think we're a good fit, then we'll hop on a complimentary discovery call and we'll spend a lot of quality time together and we'll figure out where you're currently at, where you're struggling and what you would need to do to overcome what you're dealing with and if I think that I'm a good fit to help you through that, then we can talk about working together and then if not, no worries. My call, that call is my gift to you. So this podcast topic came out of something that I kept talking about with a lot of my clients or what they would bring up to me. So if you're one of my past clients or current clients, if you're listening, hello, I'm so happy to have you here. I really truly help this, this episode supports you and the things that we've talked about. And if you're a repeat listener, thank you for coming back. I'm so happy to have you. And if you're a new listener, well, hello, welcome. So glad you're here. I'm grateful for all of you spending some of your time with me today. So my clients would need, they kind of were asking for an easy resource that they could share with certain people in their lives. So we would be doing this incredible work. And some of us were still doing this incredible work together to unlearn diet culture and all of their food rules and the pursuit of thinness and weight loss and we'd be working towards body acceptance and intuitive eating and body wisdom and all of these really amazing things and they'd get off our calls our sessions and then they'd go back out in their life and be bombarded with like all of the things they're trying to get away from so they would encounter diet culture conversations with friends family co-workers And they'd want to say something, but they wouldn't really be sure what to say. Or they'd want to leave the room or to change the conversation. Sometimes they'd want to cry or scream or like shake them or do some magical instant download 
from their brain and everything that they've learned about diet culture and disordered eating and body positivity and like download it into the other people's brains so that they could have access to all of the new perspective and information that they, they now had access to and, and everything that they had been learning and how it's been like transforming and shifting how they live their lives, like how they see the world so that they too could see diet culture and opt out of it. So I'm hoping that this podcast is a little bit like that magical instant download. <laughs> Uh, so if this episode was shared with you from a person in your life, know that it's because they care. It's because they love you. They want you to feel at peace with food in your body. Uh, it's possibly because they see you caught up in diet culture, something very similar to what they've been caught up in and they want to support you and love you. It's also possible that they just want you to understand what they're going through so that you can uh, just understand and get related to them and, and maybe have a, a new level of empathy or compassion or, or just to know where they're at. And it's also possible that they want to support you in taking your time, energy, brain space, money, and pieces of your life back that diet culture has stolen from you. So first things first, what is diet culture? I want to start out by explaining diet culture by sharing a little story from David Foster Wallace's commencement speech from Kenyon College in back in 2005 and the speech was called This is Water and it goes a little something like this. One morning two fish were going for a swim when a wiser older fish swims by and says good morning boys how's the water? The two young fish keep swimming and a few moments go by when one of the fish says to the other fish what the hell is water? And I'm assuming that kind of makes you giggle. So while I'm going to do my best to explain what water is, I want you to know that my point of sharing this story isn't to isn't to like paint myself as the wiser older fish and, and to paint you as being the younger fish and I need to teach you something. That's not my point at all. Uh, my point with sharing this story and this is a quote from David directly, is merely that the most obvious important realities are often the ones that are hardest to see and talk about. So if you haven't guessed it yet, diet culture is water. And all of us are born into diet culture like fish are born into water. And it's really hard to see water and distinguish it as water if you know nothing but water. And diet culture is the same way. We are inundated with it from the pretty much the moment we pop out of the womb and it is everywhere. It's literally what we're swimming in. And my hope with this episode is to pull you out of the water and put you in some fresh air. And once you are in the air, you will be, you will be able to look at the water and distinguish it as water. You'll be able to see the water, right? Because you're above it. You're out of it. And once you have the polarity between water and air, between diet culture and anti-diet culture, you will be able to choose for yourself if you want to stay in the water or if you want to get out of it. You, you'll be able to decide if you want to keep participating in diet culture or if you want to opt out. So once you recognize diet culture, you can actually see how it's affecting your life and your work, your relationships. And then you can choose to take steps to remove it so that you're happier and healthier. And I do truly, genuinely believe with every fiber and cell of my being that opting out of diet culture makes us happier and healthier. So aside from being water, you might be wondering, well, what is diet culture? 
So now this explanation is based off some teachings from Christy Harrison. So diet culture is a set of beliefs or a belief system that does the following. First, it values and praises thinness such that a hierarchy of bodies exists, with fat bodies being seen as less valuable and undesirable. This means that people will live their whole lives thinking that something is wrong with them if they can't reach the thin ideal or lose the weight or keep it off. Diet culture is a set of beliefs or a belief system that equates thinness and weight loss with health, higher status, and moral superiority, leaving you feeling like you have no choice but to invest a large percentage of your time, money, energy, and brain space trying to shrink Even though we have loads, and I mean loads, of scientific research showing that intentional weight loss is not sustainable very long and often leads to future weight gain. So diet culture is a set of beliefs or a belief system that does the following. It villainizes certain types of food and ways of eating while praising and valuing others. It makes you feel obligated to micromanage your food intake, leaving you with a sense of shame or guilt for certain food choices and strips you of personal power, body autonomy, vitamin P, or what I call pleasure, and what's actually important in your life. Diet culture is a set of beliefs or a belief system that oppresses and marginalizes people who don't fit the image of health that it upholds. It affects everyone, but predominantly women, femmes, fat and larger bodied people, trans, disabled, and people of color. And then lastly, diet culture is a belief system that damages physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Now you might be wondering what does this actually look like in action and how is it showing up in your life? You might also be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not I'm not participating in diet culture. I'm not on a diet or I used to diet, but I don't diet anymore. But here's the thing. According to Christy Harrison, you don't have to be following a specific diet like Weight Watchers or Keto or Atkins to to be participating in diet culture or to be participating in the culture of dieting. Because again, it's a set of beliefs. It's actually like a mindset and a way of thinking. It's kind of a way of seeing the world. And what is even more common these days than like, you know, quote, diet culture is is pursuing health and wellness. And in a lot of ways, diet culture is now masquerading around as wellness culture and calling it something else like lifestyle changes, cleanses, detoxes, plans, protocols, templates, meal plan, clean eating, elimination diets, gluten free, this and that, ancestral eating, And on and on and on. And while, of course, there is an argument for the nutritional middle ground, 100%, and I am by no means like saying that eating kale is bad or that you shouldn't eat kale or like demonizing all of wellness culture, because I do believe there are some really great things. But for the most part, the foods that are demonized by wellness culture are pretty much the same ones demonized by diet culture. And while wellness culture says that it's not about weight loss, that it's about health, the outcomes are very similar, if not the same. It's that some foods are good while others are bad. It's that thin is better than fat and that healthy people are more valuable than unhealthy people. And what ends up happening is a lot of us are disguising our disordered eating tendencies as health, or we don't even realize that we're engaging in disordered eating because wellness culture promotes it as health. An example of that is intermittent fasting. While I understand that there's 
therapeutic applications and there is some research to support that. In a lot of ways, intermittent fasting is literally just skipping meals, right? Going on an elimination diet, right, while there might be some level of food sensitivities, a lot of us are just using it to follow rules, to control our eating, to not eat the foods that will cause weight gain to eliminate the foods that will cause weight gain so like sure yeah it's about you know health quote you're really just eliminating a bunch of food so that you can have some type of control in your life or to control the food that you're eating so that you will lose weight and diet culture is so rampant in the western world that it's it's hard to recognize in a lot of ways western culture is diet culture so again it's the water. It's what we're swimming in. That's why it's like really hard to actually fully distinguish it sometimes. It promotes health and wellness and fitness. And again, these are not inherently bad or wrong. These are things that I personally value and enjoy. I'm by no means saying that like vegetables and exercise and health is bad. I'm not saying it's bad to care for your appearance and health. That's not what I'm saying. So I don't want anyone to get confused. Uh, why I'm bringing it up though is, is that it gets taken to such an extreme. It's that, again, disordered eating is being disguised as health. And it's really hard to talk about diet culture in 2019 and not talk about wellness culture. And what happens or what is happening or or what's been going on for decades now is that we have a very fixed way of thinking about bodies and food. And it's so fixed that it becomes oppressive and doesn't leave room for life to happen. And if you don't fit the ideal box of like, health and what and healthy eating and what healthy looks like you end up feeling bad about yourself you feel shamed you feel like something's wrong with you you feel like you're not you know living up to society's expectations and diet culture is so pervasive that it's not just like overt on billboards for like weight loss clinics it's not just on the cover of magazines you know like when tabloids will make fun of celebrities with cellulite or you know 30 days lose 10 pounds in 30 days or you know do these 10 moves for a flat stomach right it's that yes and it's not just coming from the news or our medical system right like there's all this fear-mongering around sugar addiction and how sugar is the devil and and this war on obesity which if you've been hanging out with me for a while you know the war on obesity is like kind of bullshit it's not real it's completely unwarranted um and if that seems radical or if that's a new sentiment for you check out episode 26 um, or the book health at every size it will rock your world trust me it rocked mine um but diet culture is so deeply rooted that I will even hear like diet culture type of comments or fat phobic comments in movies that are meant for kids so like Disney Pixar movies or the Avengers movies like Toy Story and the Avengers I distinctly have memories of hearing very fat phobic comments about like gaining weight is being bad or looking fat is bad and diet culture is a culture that exists within the thin is better paradigm and it is so commonplace and everywhere that if you actually have never been pulled out of the water and into fresh air when you hear these like fat phobic comments being told in kids stories It just reinforces the narratives you've heard your entire life so it doesn't phase you. But then when you get taken out of the water, out of diet culture, and you get put in the air or an anti-diet culture, you hear those fat phobic comments and you're like, oh my God, literally it's everywhere. I can't even watch a cartoon without hearing fat phobia. It's everywhere. So 
Moving on. Diet culture is why people get compliments for losing weight, even if those efforts to make weight loss occur are harmful, like skipping meals, over-exercising, taking laxatives, other, you know, or other pills like Adderall, or even purging. Uh, it's created toxic connections with people who bond over their restrictive eating behaviors or who like, you know, join together and over their collective body shame. You know, it creates an incredible amount of body shame in our society and self-loathing and self-hatred and self-harm. It makes certain people feel superior to others based on body size. So like thin people will like feel better about themselves because of fat people. They'll think that they're better. It's why concerning parents fat shame their children or encourage them to lose weight or police their eating or put them on diets before they are even old enough to say the word diet. Diet culture is why people skip out on social events because of the food or, you know, they have to even, they have to Google the restaurant and the menu beforehand to either figure out what's the healthiest or the safest option or to even see if they can quote, you know, eat, even eat at that restaurant. It's why people have been dieting for years, decades even, like their whole lives, always looking for the next diet or way of eating to try. Even though we have solid research that shows that as high as 95% of diets don't work at producing long-term sustainable results. And if that statistics seems ridiculous to you, I want to share with you two sources where you can learn more. So the book Body Truth by Harriet Brown. And then also there is a study done uh, at UCLA from 2007. The lead author was Tracy Mann and they showed those statistics as well. So there's two resources there if you think that that statistic seems ridiculous. Um, so the reality is that on average for most people, like two thirds or more, uh, they gain back all of the weight that they lost, but then they also end up being at a higher weight than when they started. So literally attempting to lose weight through dieting and exercise is more likely to make you fatter over time. And it's not that gaining weight is bad or being fat is bad. It's just that dieting does the exact opposite of what we're told it's going to do. It's false advertising. And you're set up to fail. But that's how they keep you coming back. That's how they make their money, right? Like as if it actually worked, you wouldn't need to do another diet. But they don't work. It just strips you of your self-efficacy, right? And it makes you feel bad about yourself and like something is wrong with you. So how do you know if you're caught up in diet culture's web of suppressive bullshit? I'm going to ask you some questions and if you answer yes to any of them, that's diet culture showing up in your life. So have you spent most of your life hating your body, wishing you were thinner, or regularly trying to lose weight? Do you feel like when you eat the salad, you win? And when you eat the chocolate or the brownies, you are cheating, treating, indulging, or being bad? Do you feel okay for eating one way and not okay for eating another? Do you think that there is a way that you should eat and a way that you shouldn't? Like you shouldn't eat past 7 p.m.? Do you feel like you need to earn or make up for eating a certain way? Like, oh, diet starts Monday? Do you regularly need cheat days from your lifestyle change? Like your lifestyle is so perfectly clean, but come the weekends you want a cheat day so you can eat all the things that aren't a part of your lifestyle? Do you spend a large amount of time thinking about food? Like are you thinking about food even when you're not eating? Do you spend a lot of time thinking about your body and what it looks like? Do you base a large portion of your overall self-worth on your appearance and how well you are doing compared to beauty, to the beauty, health, and thin ideal, like to the standards of society? Do you think the best way or the only way to feel better about yourself or more confident and comfortable is to lose weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Oh, I want to feel better about myself. 
I hear that a lot. No shame. Again, just pointing this out. Awareness is really powerful. Are you afraid of fat or of gaining weight or of not losing more weight? Are you afraid of the judgments and assumptions people will people might make about you based on your size? Do you praise thinness or thin people? Do you put them on a pedestal? Do you idolize them? Do you see thinness as more attractive or valuable than fat? Fat people, fatness. Do you believe that losing weight is the best way to get healthier? Do you struggle to enjoy holiday meals with your family because you're afraid or worried about what the food will do to your body? Do you panic whenever spring break or summer is approaching? Do you routinely go on sugar detoxes or cleanses or diets to get ready? Like for vacation or bikini season? Do you ever buy clothes in a smaller size because you're planning on losing weight? Or do you have clothes in your closet that are your skinny clothes and they don't currently fit you here and now, but you're planning on losing weight in the future and you'll wear them when you get thin? Do you panic whenever you get wedding invitations in the mail because you're worried about fitting into your dress or of seeing old friends? Do you sometimes find it hard to be present in life? Like you might physically be somewhere, but mentally you're up in your head. Perhaps you've You've missed out on vacations, birthdays, weddings, dinner with friends, being in school or at work, and other important times in your life because you were up in your head worrying about food and weight. Here's the truth. Being preoccupied with food, weight, what your body looks like, exercise, and even health pursuits is a direct result of diet culture. And if you listen to episode five of this podcast, then you know I strongly believe or agree with Naomi Wolf, who says that dieting is a political sedative. That it's not about beauty, it's about obedience. And diet culture is about upholding the status quo because when you're so distracted and you're too busy, you know, hating yourself or micromanaging your food intake, you don't have the capacity to stand up against what's what you truly Stand up for what you truly believe in. You're too distracted to rebel against what's actually causing you harm. Like too distracted to work towards creating change in our society that aligns with our values. You know, if that seems crazy, I invite you to listen to episode five. I truly believe that like the reason why like women don't have 100% equal rights, why we're not paid as much, why we don't have more leadership roles is because we've been oppressed with beauty standards, with thinness standards. So check that out if you're interested in learning more. Um, Okay. Diet culture is not about health and well-being because trying to shrink your body below a weight at which it wants to be leads to a decrease in mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health, right? Like it messes up our hormones. It messes with our ability to concentrate and focus. Um, And what's surprising is that weight stigma, like just the shame that people feel around their bodies, is linked to an increase in all of the diseases that are associated with a higher weight. Dieting is the single greatest risk factor for eating disorders and disordered eating. And it not only affects our life on the macro, like distracting us from our calling or our potential or our purpose, but it also affects us on the micro, the day-to-day level. It makes it hard to accept a spontaneous invitation to go out to eat with a friend Uh, to enjoy a glass of champagne at a wedding or a piece of cake at a birthday. It interferes with us being able to be intimate with our partner. Like how many of us have parts of our body that we literally don't want our partner to touch? Like if they touch our stomach or our thighs or something, we kind of shriek and shrivel and feel gross. 
it affects you being present in the classroom or at work, right? Like this is how diet culture affects our lives. This is diet culture. All of those things that I mentioned, that's diet culture. That's the water. But the good news is that you can opt out of it. You can get some fresh air. I want to share with you this little thing from Evelyn Triboli. She is the author of the well-known book Intuitive Eating. And she compares dieting and diet culture to being in an abusive relationship. And I thought that it was pretty potent. And I wanted to share it on here because you might be able to see yourself in it. So she says that the mistreated partner in an unhealthy relationship rationalizes that they just need to change their own behavior in order to make the relationship work, absolving the partner of any wrongdoing. Similarly, dieters conclude that the solution is to double down and try, try harder again. It will be different this time, really. The mistreated partner in an unhealthy relationship blames themselves for the pain and the problems inflicted by their abuser. So too do dieters feel at fault. The multi-billion dollar dieting industry has indoctrinated us to believe that we have failed dieting rather than see the truth that dieting has failed us. The mistreated partner in an unhealthy relationship defends the partner in the relationship. In diet culture, it sounds like this. It's not a diet. It's just a way of eating for my health. It's a lifestyle. I'm fine. It's for my own good. Progressively, the abused partner loses autonomy. Self-trust and confidence erodes. Similarly, I repeatedly hear this lament. I don't even know how to eat anymore. I don't trust my body or myself around food. Just tell me what to do. So if you're feeling lost and alone, please know this. Your struggles are valid and your pain is real. You are not the problem. Your body is not the problem. The true culprit is our insidious diet culture that demonizes eating certain foods while normalizing body shame. Diet culture disconnects you from your body, your needs, your life. It tells you what you can and cannot do. It demands obedience and compliance to the rules. So if you were in a relationship with an actual human being that treated you the way diet culture treated you and took from you the way that diet culture takes from you, you'd be told to break up with that person. So this is my invitation. Break up with diet culture because you can learn to trust your body and let it guide your eating. You can have all forms of sugar and processed foods and amounts that feel good to you and still be healthy and thriving, right? It's not all of the sugar or no sugar at all. There's this really beautiful middle ground where you can come hang out with me. Um, you can be considered quote overweight and obese. And I've talked about how those terms are problematic. Again, podcast episode 26 is great for that, but you can fit into those, you know, categories on the BMI and still be healthy. Just like you can be at a normal weight on the BMI and be sick. As Dana Monsi says, there's health at every size, but there's also sickness at every size. You can give up the goal of weight loss. You can discover ways to honor your health without making weight loss a goal. You can stop believing that a hot body or a sexy body or a thin toned fit body is all that you have to offer the world or the best thing you have to offer the world because it's not girlfriend or man friend, whoever's listening. <laughs> you can cultivate a sense of self and self-worth based on everything else that makes you an amazing human being, right? Like on everything else that you're made of, right? Not just the way that your body looks. So you're not your body. You can stop believing you are less than for not being a certain size. You can stop feeling ashamed of the way that you look and your body size. You can eat peacefully and normally. You can have salad and french fries. You can stop restricting foods and fearing foods. You can remove the damn wagon once and for all so you never fall off of it again. Right? You can't fall off of it. If there isn't a wagon to get on, there isn't a wagon to fall off of. So let's burn that thing. You can stop thinking about food in your body all day long. You can reclaim your power, freedom, and self-expression. 
How many of us, how many of you have waited to do things in your life until you were thinner? Right? Like all, like when I'm thin, I'll dot, 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 fill in the blank, right? How many plans, grandiose, beautiful plans do you have? How many of you have dreamed about what your life will look like once you finally get the body that you're trying to achieve? That is diet culture robbing you of your life right now in the present moment. Take your life back, right? How many events have you skipped out on because you were worried about the food or you felt ashamed of your body, right? Like you feel bad about yourself so you don't go out with friends and then you end up just staying home and like binge eating peanut butter, you know, alone in your room. That is diet culture taking your life from you. I want nothing more than to help you get out of diet culture so that you can live an amazing life that you love. And as someone who spent 10 years caught up in diet culture and a, dis- and a disordered relationship with food, with an eating disorder, please trust me when I say that it is worth breaking free from. I have routinely said that diet culture and my eating disorder stole over a decade of my awareness and I imagine it's taken some of your life from you too. I want you to be able to be fully engaged and present in all the moments of your life, not just the exciting and magical ones, but the mundane and routine ones too. I want your mind to be free to focus on things that actually matter to you, to chase, to chase your dreams and to live out your passions and to trust your body and discover how to nourish it fully. I want you to stop feeling out of control around food and I want you to take your life back. So I hope you can see diet culture for what it is. I hope that you can see the water. And now that you can see the water, you can distinguish it as water. You can choose to hang out in fresh air. So again, if a friend or a family member shared this with you, it's because they they perhaps see you caught up in diet culture and they know firsthand how painful and difficult it is. They know how it can interfere with everyday life and make eating something that should just be intrinsically simple, incredibly difficult. They know how people can live their whole lives hating their bodies and they want to give you the gift of food freedom, body wisdom, and body acceptance. And I want to give that to you too. So you have permission to stop dieting, to stop trying to lose weight or to eat perfectly or to eat clean and to stop hating your body. It is possible. And I hope that this podcast episode gives you hope. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Please leave a ratings and review on iTunes or share it on Instagram. If you liked this, that would be amazing. Uh, If you have questions, you can DM me. I'm at Kara's Kitchen on Instagram. Or you can contact me through my website. Or um, you can email me at info at kitchen.net. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I will see you guys next week.